spell this fact. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brianna. Um, and today, I think I hyped up this episode to you. Did I? I mean, a yeah. Bit. And yeah. it's, I don't know that it's going to be that exciting. It's just like when I came up with it in my head, I thought it would be like fun. And I think okay. it was more just I wanted your opinion on a lot of these topics. <laughs> okay. But, um, okay, do you remember a few weeks ago when we did the social media one? I was like, I'm going to limit my social media access. I did not do that. I actually probably increased it. And okay. through that, I've gotten a lot of, like, TikTok hot takes. And I've written them down. Okay. So it's every, like, TikTok hot take that I've seen lately that made me think, huh. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to see what your thoughts were on them. So there's, like, five or six on here. Okay. Um, ranging from, like, real, like, more serious topics to, like, really goofy. Okay. Do you want, like, my... When you give me a hot take, do you want me to, like, immediately tell you what I think? Yeah. Or do you want a real response? I want it to be, like, gut reaction. Okay. And I want us to both share okay. what our gut reactions are. Okay. We can do a one, two, three. Okay. Well, okay, wait. They might require, like, more. I don't know. We'll see. We'll do the first one. Okay. So I found this, and I don't know any of these people's, like, TikTok information. I did not write that down, so I'm sorry if this is, like, in some way content stealing. I don't know. It's the internet, right? Like, you put things out there to comment on. But the first one, yeah, right? I don't know. If you bully me, I'll look up there. I'll find their ads, (laughs) but... The first one was this woman whose entire account was dedicated to her being, like, the other woman who then, like, married the married man. Like, he divorced his wife for her. And it's all, like, in defense of being the other woman. It's, like, a very intense defense of it. And it's, like, many, many TikToks of her kind of, like... I was the other woman. Here's yeah. why I should have been the other woman. Yeah. And why I deserve, like, everything. What? It was not very humble at all. It was not, like, she was, like, really argumentative in the comments. Like, anyone that, like, mildly called her out or, like, had questions, she was just like, no. Like. I'm shocked and appalled. Like, are you not embarrassed? Are you not ashamed? Yeah. That is also how I feel. <laughs> I cannot could not stand it. I feel like there's a difference between like saying I was the other woman in this situation and I felt like I'm not sorry, right? Yeah. I feel like it's different to say that like to be in defense of the other woman. Yeah. Like you don't know every situation and like that's weird, girl. Like Yeah. Your husband made a promise to someone else and you helped him break that. Like Okay, and actually realized later because I watched a lot of her videos. I almost commented on them and then I realized she was responding to like every comment. I was like, I don't need this right now, but I probably will go back to it eventually. I think I you want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you need a little like endorphin rush, a little T I moment for myself. Yeah. Um but she also was married. So they were both Shut married. the fuck up. They were both cheating with each other. And they both had kids. So what is her defense of being the other woman? She just was like, we were in love. And, Girl, you know, I'm not a bad person. Yeah, you are. This TikTok, no one asked, hey, we don't have any content about adulteresses. Right. Can you defend Can them? Can you humanize, <laughs> like, the other woman, the adulteress? Yeah. And, like, your husband. I mean, he was, like... 
markedly absent from every single one of her Jeez. videos. Obviously, if like does he even exist? I don't know. But I just like could not ever do that. Do they? Do either of them have children from their previous marriage? Yeah, I think they both did. Oh god! And that was my main thing, where I was yeah. like, "Stop posting this up. If your kids ever find this, they're gonna be like so embarrassed yes. and humiliated, and they probably are not gonna like you as much yeah. as you're. Is this like your defense mechanism? Because you like know that one day your kids are gonna be like, Why my mom's you? a bad person.' Yeah." Why did you and your new husband ruin yeah. two families together right. simultaneously? Right. And it wasn't like, I understand that there's probably like some circumstances where like maybe you're in a situation of abuse or yeah. like where you can't get out and yeah. like you do find someone who like whenever you start a relationship with, they help you get out of that relationship. For sure. But that was not her case. Like she was very clearly like, what? he was fine. Her husband was fine, and no, she, she just didn't love him as much as like this new guy. And his wife was fine. Yeah. And she was just like, "It's okay to like, yeah. don't let your husband keep you from like right. finding your new husband." It's like lie a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. lie, just like make yourself sound a teensy bit better. I just was so like curious who she thought was gonna like find her page it was just like other narcissists were gonna be like oh my god yeah isn't she me this is totally what happens this is really relatable (laughs) yeah and we're both good people (laughs) i love that there's representation for me (laughs) in media but that was like part of her thing was that she felt like it wasn't represented enough and it's like it's because like yeah it's a bad thing you did a bad thing it's okay to like say you made a mistake but like you gotta like say that it was a mistake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. she was very much acting. Okay like not feel sorry for mistakes that you made. Right. Yeah. Like, that okay. is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was part of my thing too. I was like, is this needing to be online? Right. So yeah, that was hot take one. I'm Jeez. glad we're on the same page. Yeah, we are on the same page. I, I feel like maybe this like spiders off into something I felt for like a while, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's like like a racial economic issue mm-hmm. or like phenomenon but white people love to get married <laughs> and like also love to divorce like I've noticed like yeah. why are you getting married at 22 or 18 yeah. or whatever and nobody's in the military like right like, yeah it's y'all just, just like, love each other like I don't believe that like yeah and sometimes I do feel like is love always really enough like I don't know I feel like yeah sometimes you should be approaching marriage as like somewhat of a like somewhat of like an economic decision in a way or like you know what I mean you're giving a person carte blanche access to your medical decisions your Mm -hmm. finances like all of that illegal decisions on your behalf like That is kind of a lot, and, like, I feel like that's not giving the weight to it, but, like, those structures are deemed, like, more functional if, like, you get married early, have kids early, and then, like, get divorced 10 or 15 years later. But, like, how is that more functional than, like, never getting married to a person you didn't love? And, like, maybe you had a kid, maybe you didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, like, firmly team... 
wait yeah forever until I'm like so sure that I can both tolerate the person and yeah that I can like trust their decision making like processes for the rest of their lives like yeah I mean a lot of it is just like a crapshoot like you're mm-hmm. gonna have to accept at some point you can never map out all the eventualities but like it's gotta you just gotta be like okay like I guess this is it yeah <laughs> like, I, I think I think I've got all the data <laughs> to make a decision it's I've definitely have you been to a wedding where you like for sure knew or had a feeling that those people were gonna get divorced no where they I have not been to a lot of weddings okay. I will say like to mm-hmm. begin with um but I'm just going through the few that I have been to mm-hmm. maybe maybe one mm-hmm but I think that's just because the one one of the people in that marriage I know to be a bit unstable, like generally, like emotionally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and like unwilling to kind of like seek help for that. So like I know maybe in the case of that one individual, yeah, I feel that perhaps. But yeah, every other one that I've been, uh, yeah, and I've been to so few. I mean. Some of the ones where I'm like, this is not such a great marriage were between two people, like, that were, you know, in their 50s. So part of me is like... They'll probably die before yeah, it fizzles out. Right, like, at that point, I mean, yeah. it's kind of a lot of work to yeah. go through divorce again, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah, to, no, have you? I've been to one where I was like, I don't know if this will last. And it didn't, I was right. Yeah. Like, but they were, like... It was a girl who was, like, out of high school. Oh, okay. And, mm-hmm. like, her boyfriend was in the military, and she, like, yeah. wanted to go with him and, like, get her college paid for. But I think they both kind of went into it knowing that, like, this could, like, dissolve when right. we no longer benefit yeah. from this. And I appreciated that. Like, I appreciated, yeah. like, like, that openness and, like, that honesty. They never had kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so that worked out. Yeah. She got her college paid for. She yeah. She got, like, extra money for being married, and I'm sure he bought a Camaro, like. As one does <laughs> yeah. in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, the weddings I've been to, for the most part, like, all my friends, I think, have picked, like, really, really good partners, like, my friends that have gotten married, mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I... Have been to their wedding. Yeah, and, like, don't think that they wouldn't mm-hmm. stay married, but Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the remaining weddings, I have three more weddings this year, and like one of them is my cousin. Mm-hmm. It's like my two cousins. I wouldn't. One of them is my cousin. The mm-hmm. other one has just been like in a relationship with her for a very long time, and I truly feel like they're like two of the most in love people I have ever met. I'm very. I'm like gonna cry at their wedding, mm-hmm. even though we're not even like that close. But I'm still gonna be like sobbing because they like have such like a beautiful like marriage and life but or will have such a beautiful yeah they have four kids together already and they're so they're like very like already in a partnership Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm excited for that hopefully my brother and his fiance stay together i feel like they will i don't have doubts about them yeah at some point like Something catastrophic is going to happen when you start putting deposit down, deposits down for venues mm-hmm. and photographers. It's like, I spent so much money. Like, yeah. this better last at least a fucking year. Like, at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I could not imagine yeah. getting married and then having to, like, six months later be like, thank you all yeah. so much for the Jeremiah. time. Jeremiah and I made a rough patch. <laughs> and it was... 
Having to spend a lot more time together, and we realized. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should I move on to the yeah. next? Okay. So this was another hot take that I saw on TikTok. They're all going to be that. I don't need to cue them up each time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this one was beauty is horizontal. So, like, okay. the idea that, like, nobody is more beautiful than another person. Mm-hmm. And, like, beauty is just, like, a horizontal thing. Like, it doesn't exist, like, in a tiered way. Is it more of a spectrum, is what they're saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, is not. No one is, like, more beautiful than anyone else. Like, everybody has, like, things that are beautiful about them. Uh, um, mm, and I disagree. I will add the context <laughs> that the person sharing this was, uh-huh. like, very much would be considered very beautiful Great. in... Yeah. In, like, our society, in our world today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That's how I hope, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing with the class. <laughs> right. I would just, like, sort of, I was like, okay, uh, did you ask anyone else <laughs> this opinion before you right. shared it here? Because, like, I don't know. I just think anytime people share opinions like that, it's, like, Maybe in an ideal world, right? right? But you're ignoring, like, the very real reality that we live in today. Yeah. And, like, the ways in which people interact with beauty and the ways in which, like, people interact with people that they view as more or less attractive. Right. And, like, to be someone that is viewed as more attractive and yeah. to say, like, you're beautiful too. Like, to every other person that, like, is not receiving that same, like, pretty privilege is just kind of, like, weird to me. But also, like, even in that description, like, you get yeah. to the heart of it. Like, not everybody can be aesthetically pleasing. When you're like, yeah. everyone has something about them that's beautiful. Right. Like, right. we would never say to Chris Evans, you have things about you that are right. gorgeous. Yeah. The things about him that are gorgeous are his face, like, and his yeah. body. Like, <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the way it works together. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah. Nobody is like, but also, no one is telling Rudy Giuliani, you've got things about you yeah. that are beautiful. Like, Mm-hmm. I want to see I wanna you. <laughs> find this person for you too, so you can. I feel like you'll know who it is. She is um, on TikTok. Like she has, and normally it's it's this woman. Have you seen her, girl? Yeah, stunning, right? Yeah. Like a yeah. completely stunning person. Yeah, and I think normally I really enjoy and her takes. The bitch has color contacts. Yeah, and you cannot trust a person of color with color contacts, <laughs> especially. And it's just, like, I also feel, like, a lot of times her videos are, I don't know, like, I feel like she puts, like, all of her makeup on and, like, Mm -hmm. uses, like, good lighting to share really, like, nuance and good political takes a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, you're doing that in part because you do understand how pretty privilege works in the world and that, like, people are going to listen to you more because you're attractive. Right. And because other people view you as attractive. And it's, like, if 100 people, if 99 out of 100 people find you beautiful, Mm -hmm. and then you go to another person, and, like, 2 out of 100 find them beautiful, like, it's very, like, obviously you two are going to have really different experiences (laughs) in the world, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. Beauty is horizontal. I'm, like, "Mm, going from left to right as opposed to up to down, like... Yeah, well, that's, like, I think I've thought about this, too, like, as... 
my own looks have like fluctuated yeah it's like people do treat me better now mm-hmm. like the more attractive that I have gotten or like in times where I've been more or less like attractive whatever people have treated me better yes like I can go out if I'm struggling with something I'm public two seconds someone's gonna be like helping me right but when I was like a little kid I was not <laughs> I had, I had buck teeth, I couldn't close my mouth, and I had shaved off one of my eyebrows, and I chopped all my hair well, off. Well. We were going through a lot, and I had looked... <laughs> you might have scared some people. Insane. Yeah, no one was helping me. They were, like, they were like throwing rocks at me, literally. Like, no one was like, let's help this little girl. And they were like, berries and cream, get out of here. <laughs> I literally... I literally had that cut. Like, that was Stop. exactly... I cut it out to here... I think this was, too, like, one of those moments where I feel like my parents should have been, like, she need to Hell. see someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, does she need to talk to someone? I just remember I cut all my doll's hair off that night. Uh-huh. And then I was done with the dolls. Like, I had shaved all my doll's hairs. Oh, okay. And then I went to the bathroom mirror and started on my own head. What's next? Okay. Yeah. Well, and let's then I, get out the shears. My sister was babysitting me, and oh, I God. came downstairs, and mm-hmm. she was so mad. She was just like, she knew she was going to get in trouble. As she should, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I just had maybe psychosis. <laughs> I think you need to absolutely call someone. I'm so sorry to do this to you, but I am also unhappy with the choice that I've made. <laughs> I just imagine you probably mouth fully open, like, like in shock. <laughs> like, I was doing that. Like, I, I almost remember it too. I called someone right after, and they, I called like my best friend. My eyes are watering. I called my best friend right after, and she was like, Lauren, why did you do that? And I was like, I honestly like don't know. <laughs> like, girl, I'm a kid. Yeah. Well, well I was, was like 11 to... at this point. You were a child. Like, I was, was yeah, yeah. Be watching you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an 11 year old. But I wasn't like four. So, like, I do fully remember this yeah. night. Like, it was very much like in my, in my brain. But yeah, I that was that was actually the hot take that made me want to ask you all of these questions because I saw that and I was like, yeah. I know that. No, that's fucking. Dumb. Anyone I ask will be like, this is a horrible take. Yeah. Like, and why would you make it? No. Yeah. No. Okay, the next one. I think I want to start with like the more I don't know. Okay, so I saw someone say that people use slurs against women freely. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't consider them slurs at all. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, the B word, the C word. I don't know. A lot of words are, like, coded for women. Words that I normally would say. I don't know why I just, like, self-censored that. But, like, like people don't even consider those slurs. Like, if you said, hey, that's a slur, they'd be like, no, it's not. Do you think that they are slurs? Also, do you think people use them freely? I mean... I think one of those is easier to answer, but... Yeah, people use them freely, and, like, when I think about how slurs function as, like, called it language to be derogatory towards a group of people... Yeah. Then, like, yeah, like, bitch is a slur, but, (laughs) like... I do think... And I do think there's a level of, like, indifference with which we use terms that, like, refer to women. Yeah. I would not, like, my gut check, if somebody's, like, someone, if someone came up to me and was, like, someone call me a slur, I'm, like, oh, shit, like, yeah. is the KKK around? Like, what do you mean you got mm-hmm. slurred? And they're, yeah. like, they call me a 
And I'm like, yeah. well. Like, yeah, like, that's kind of how I felt too. Like, it made me pause where I was like, oh, I never would have considered those words slurs. Yeah. But also, I do really, really, really hate when men use those words. And I actually, mm-hmm. the context of this TikTok was it was like a gay man was using the words and then I think another gay man had like stitched him and was kind of like calling out with like in his own community but I I really really hate when any men use like say bitch and like especially when they use it like to To demean yeah but like anytime right and it's just like I mean if yeah if they're demeaning or if they're just being like oh you bitch like whatever I'm still just like that's a lot yeah yeah why are you saying that that's really funny because I had a conversation maybe like a year ago or so Mm -hmm. with anonymous friend of the show Mm -hmm. who was being moved into a manager position and they were being questioned about like diversity, equity, inclusion and like what they do Mm -hmm. to preserve inclusion specifically for women Um, and I was, I made the joke and I was like, are you going to let them know that you constantly refer to women as bitches and (laughs) And he was like, do I? And, like, had, like, this existential yeah. crisis and, like, changed. And I was like, I really meant it as, like, a joke. Like, yeah. like I, Shout out to you. Yeah. I was like, I'm glad for the introspection. And, like, I'm really happy that you took that seriously. And has since brought it up to me several times. Like, I don't do that now because mm-hmm. you called me out. And I'm like, I, it was really a joke. Um, <laughs> it's not even a call out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think that there is, like, context for, like, saying bitch. Like, like, has one context. And, like, yeah. it is fighting words. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, I feel like bitch is an exclamation. Like, a pause. Like, yeah. And, and it depends on the community, the speech, like, the people you're around. Mm-hmm. Like, all of that. And I would say I'm more likely to give a pass to specifically gay men who are saying bitch is like an explanation. Yeah. Not like, don't yeah. call me a bitch. Like, also, I don't want people calling me a bitch. Like, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I have, yeah, less of an issue with people being like, oh, bitch, oh my God. Like, yeah. that sort of thing. But I have, like, any time a man will be like, oh, she's such a bitch. I'm like, mm. is she a bitch? Like, yeah. no, you can't say that. I'm so sorry. But like, yeah. it's not for you. It's not your word. And the, really the, the reason why I, like, was, like, I, it's not a big deal. I'm not calling you out was because typically when we would talk, it would always be, like, bitch, please. Like, and it would be, like, yeah. a non-gendered bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that is fine. More fine. Right? I think I, I just, I, yeah, I only get annoyed when it is used. Well, no, I get annoyed when specifically straight men anytime yeah. use it. Yeah. And then I get annoyed when gay men use it to be like, oh, she's a bitch. In yeah. a way that's, like, not, yeah, not what you just said. Yeah. And I, I want to be like, you can't, like... Yeah. You're, yeah, like, I don't know. There's, like, a difference between, like, proximity to groups mm-hmm. and, like, actually being, like, within a group, you yeah. know? And, like, there's different levels of, like, marginalization. But, like, right? Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. It's really different. I, I was, this, like, kind of, like, goes into something that I was, like, not confronted about, but sort of talked about this week with some people I work with. 
So like I do project management. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes there's interpersonal conflicts that don't rise to the level of like yeah. HR that I have to like resolve yeah. so we can do the project. Um, and I realize that anytime a man is like a woman is being mean to me or if calls a woman a bitch, I automatically don't believe them. Yeah. Like, and I did not realize that I had that like bias yeah. until yeah yeah but I think there's something I had I had like a very similar conversation within like a social group that I'm a part of yeah this week too not exactly that but like similarly right yeah. where it's like I'm gonna kind of believe women at face value and with yeah. with men in certain situations like that it's like I'm going to like want to investigate further but part of me is like is it a bias or is it just like the result of that being the situation you have faced every single time. You right. know what I mean? Like, or it's like constantly like that. Yeah. So it's like, is am I being biased against you? Or have I been proven? Or has this been like just like my lived experience yeah. for my entire life? I think some biases are good. And like, yeah. I think actually most biases that we have right. are like good and like keep us yeah. safe. But it was right. weird to like realize that that was encoded in me when that is not the norm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know. I think that there was, like, a long time where I was having very, like, almost visceral responses to men and unaware that I was, like, having those. And then in the last few years, it's, like, I still have those responses, but I'm aware that I'm having them Mm -hmm. and, like, where they're coming from. And it's, like, I'm still going to have them because, no, I haven't had, like, enough I've had, like, so many years of consistent, like, proof in a way. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in air quotes, but, like, I think it is, like, proof. But, like, in a way of, like, this behavior means this or whatever and, like, this, 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 this. And yeah. then I've not had, like, consistent behavior ever in my life mm-hmm. from men to show, like, the opposite of that. So right. it's, like, until I have, like, many years or the same amount or more years mm-hmm. of consistent positive experiences with men, then I'm probably not going to, like, ever have, like, that sort of, like initial reaction to them you know yeah I agree even like my friend was um maybe this is a non-tiktok hot take Mm -hmm. but this guy that my friend was talking to on a dating app he sent like really long paragraphs about all the work that he was doing like all the emotional work that he was doing and like how he was in therapy and blah 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 blah. and like her and I I think are like in this like same social group that we're both a part of Mm -hmm the most I want to say jaded but I feel like that has like a negative connotation but I don't think it's negative but I think that her and I like very clearly have had like the most negative interactions with men and that Mm -hmm. like informs the way that we approach dating and she like shared all these in like our group text and every all the other women were like oh my god this is so great and I was like you immediately don't trust that. No. Like, that's why is he even telling you that? Why is he bragging about the bare minimum a right. person in an economic and financial and global yeah. crisis should be doing? Like, And it's like, yeah, I feel like it's manipulative. Like, I, I feel like it's therapy. like, yeah. yeah. It's the new I'm a nice guy. It 100%. Uh-huh, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, 100% is the new I'm a nice guy. And it's just like, all right, well, I guess, like, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like a lot of things like that, it's, like, you wouldn't feel the need to tell someone about it, like, if, if that therapy was actually working, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you would not feel like you had to be, like, bragging about yeah. being in therapy. Like, yeah, I feel like I have been in therapy my whole life. I've never gone out of my way to be, like, just so you know. 
Yeah. I'm in therapy, and this is like, well, we worked through this week, and it's like, I don't, no one cares. You know what I mean? Just Why like, are you saying that in a conversation that hasn't even left a dating app? Right. Why is that right. one of the like chips you're using to like yeah. potentially have sex with someone? That's what I think it is. Yeah, I think it's like it, he was using it to me, it seemed like, as a tactic to yes. get her to meet up with him so that they could then like hook up or something. Like it was very clearly like signaling that he's a safe person. Yeah. When and it's like if you're a safe person, just go be one in real yeah. life and, like, don't tell every woman that you're meeting on, like, Tinder and Bumble, like, how wonderful your therapist is, yeah. you know? It's so weird. Anytime a person is like, I'm not like those others, insert group mm-hmm, here, like, mm-hmm. they're exactly like them and maybe even worse, like... And they are worse. Because yeah. I think a lot of times people like that have done, like, just enough to be, like, extra manipulative, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would rather have someone who is, like, so like emotionally like unaware mm-hmm. that they're just like outrightly mean to me or yeah. something than like how someone who's like um oh, like yeah I worked through it all and I don't think you need to take a 10 second pause to get your yeah. nervous system under control right then come talk to me right what I learned in therapy was a four count breath work strategy and like I think you should do it and then we can resume our conversation it's like yeah. No. Somebody really proud to be in therapy would just like lead with their trauma. Right. Like exactly. <laughs> that's what we want. That's see. what you should share. Yeah. On the on the dating app on the first stairs, like, right. Tell us what was the worst trauma of your childhood, <laughs> and then I will make conclusions. Biggest fear? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest relationship fear. Maybe you could ask that. Okay. Wait. Okay. So I think okay the next. TikTok thing. I feel like you've probably seen this too. Okay. Is the homie hopping. Okay. You've all of these I haven't seen. So we I think oh, we have okay. two totally different algorithms. Yeah, we must. What the fuck is homie hopping? Okay, so this is like do you know you know like the Demilios? Like Charlie and yeah, Dixie. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Charlie and Demilio was dating Little Huddy. Who? Yeah, I honestly okay. it hurts me to say it a little bit and then I know this much because I think they're like eighteen. But yeah, I just found out Young Gravy, and I'm disappointed. Too. I am too. Yeah. He, he is like another man where I feel like it's like the facade is the veil is so thin. Like, how do you not yeah. see immediately through that? But yeah, so it's like Lil Honey, he's like another, just like a random TikTok boy. Like, okay. he's, I don't know, been famous since he was like 15 or 16 on TikTok specifically. Cool. But they were dating, and he was, like, really good friends with Landon Barker, Travis Barker's son. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, so, yeah, Charlie and Little Hattie, I honestly can't even, like, take myself seriously saying that. But, like, they were dating. <laughs> yeah. And then they broke up, like, a few months ago. And then Charlie D'Amelio started dating Travis Barker's son, who was good friends with him. Are any of these people over 18? Yeah, I think they're all 18 or 19 now. 18 or 19. Nobody's, like, bar- nobody's they're so 20. young. They're yeah. so young. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's even 20. All right. Yeah. And then Lil Huddy makes music, and he made a song, and he called Charlie D'Amelio a homie hopper okay. because she hopped. She slept with his friend. Yeah. And her was squealing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I found that so funny, and I don't even know that I have a hot take on it. I think I just... Was hoping you also had seen it and would have comments. I don't know. No, it reminds me, and this is dating myself so mm-hmm. bad, but do you remember For the Love of Ray J? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I just remember on episode one episode he was like, She smashed the homie. Yeah. <laughs> she smashed the homie. And this seems like a young person's she smashed the yeah. homie. Mm-hmm. It's also oh, just saying, who cares, really? Yeah, like, maybe it's Hollywood. Everybody's fucking everybody. Yeah. Like, Travis yeah. Barker wanted to fuck and probably did fuck Kim K, and now he's mm-hmm. married to her sister. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in a, the entertainment business. Everybody passes around everybody, and if you're going to get hurt every single time, you shouldn't yeah. be with people who are also entertainers. I think he probably was, like, actually in love with her, maybe. And has, like, really big feelings for his, like, 18, 19-year-old self and doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Honestly, this is embarrassing. Like, I'm embarrassed for him. Yeah. I... Every time I've seen any D'Amelio, they seem yeah. dead behind the eyes. I cannot imagine a real connection was formed between them or that they talked about <laughs> anything. I I think the other thing I feel like it's embarrassing though also for the other guy Travis Barker's son because he's been like on the internet like I'm a real rock star and it's like no your dad is you're a real rock star yeah your dad did pop rock how are you a real rock star right. when he's on the edge right like, right <laughs> he's like just barely he is lucky he's such a talented drummer yeah and like that's about it but I would be. I don't know. I think I hate nepotism so much in Hollywood because it's, mm-hmm. like, I think it's gotten us, like, more mediocre, like, movies yes. and entertainment music in general. So I hate that. And I'm also, like, why are you flaunting your nepotism? Like, are you are you ashamed? I feel like I can see more discourse online of people being, like, well, I can't tell anyone I'm rich because it's, like, bad to be rich. And it's, like, yeah, it is. Feel bad. Yeah. Feel bad. Why are you not feeling bad? Like, also, like, if you're saying that, you're not rich enough to for people to even care. Like, yeah. you're not the rich we want to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Travis Barker might be, and his son might be. I don't know. Like, how much? Maybe. I, I mean, you may be married into the Kardashian family. I feel like yeah. they should all yeah. be. Uh, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sure Travis Barker could, like, I don't know, get out in case of an emergency, like, or yeah. a forest fire or whatever. Yeah. He could skirt around ecological destruction, and I guess that's rich enough, but, yeah. like, girl, so, please. Yeah. There's <laughs> definitely, like, bigger fish to fry. Your name sure. is Landon. You're not... You're not a rock star. <laughs> and also, like, your mom has been very embarrassing online lately, so, like, maybe worry about that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a low blow, but if I were in the TikTok yeah. music-making world, I would be that big of a piece of shit. I think I would have a very short-lived career, mm-hmm. but I would absolutely be like, okay, look at Miss Shayna, like, running around looking like a fucking psycho. Right. Like, your mom's spiraling, girl. Yeah, like tuck your, in. Your dad had multiple kids with her and then said he recently married the love of his life. Like, yeah. that's fucked. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> talk, have a conversation with them about that. Yeah. Leave us alone. Right. Leave us all alone, please. Yeah. I guess that's really all I had for that one. Okay. Um, and then the last one was our Woundlands guy. And this is <sighs> maybe a more nuanced conversation than the other ones, but yeah. about him commenting on being a quarter of, like, any race other than white and, like, still just, like, being white. 
And I guess, like, maybe you and I do not have... I don't don't know what what this is. What's going on? Okay, so Lance. Lance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was talking about um, how, like, anyone who is, like, you know, just a quarter Native, like, is not Native. They're white. Like, they're just a white person. What? And then they're just, like, then came from that, like, a lot of discourse around, like, what it means to be, like, biracial. Yeah. Um... Or multiracial and like I don't know I don't I feel like there's becoming more and more conversations around like what does white passing mean does that just mean that you're white like how does race I don't know interact I feel like I don't know I'm just curious if you had seen I guess you hadn't seen those but our TikToks are very different no I I do have some like I think takes on interracial relationships but specifically biracial or multiracial people that are controversial and I won't say them here (laughs) um but that is not one of my takes like yeah um if you're a quarter indigenous then you're just white that like erases afro-indigenous people obviously like yeah who would not be white like yeah or i feel like he probably in that case would have been like then you were just black like right but like i I feel like in america race is constructed by genealogical like makeup as well as lived experience yeah i think it's both, both yeah right and i think if like you grew up in a family, right? Like, and, and some of these people, it's like, maybe you grew up in a family where, like, you were solely around, like, yeah. the race that he is, like, trying to say doesn't exist in this scenario, yeah. right, for you. And it's like, maybe that is, like, culturally, like, the only race that you've ever, like, been around to identify with. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. But then there also is, like, the way that, like, the world interacts with you and, like, what that says about you. Yeah, and, like, how you, like, come to know yourself like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, people who are a quarter black is the, this is the only thing that I can, like, I guess, get anything, like, this is as close as I can get to an understanding of multiracial, raciality, like, through the lens of my own race. Like, there are people who are a quarter black, like, Meghan Markle's son and daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I would not say they're white. They're not black. I would say they have a different lived experience and they have a yeah. biracial parent. Like, yeah. it'll be different. Like, it is more nuanced to have a discussion about their race yeah. and ethnic makeup because I think they are racialized as black in the broader context of the UK, the royal family, yeah. And like yeah. their immediate circle. And I do think that the... Right now, the family members that they are closest to are probably their black family members, even though yeah. they don't present sure. that way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these conversations, too, that take place online end up being, like, so problematic because it's, like, there's, like, a need if you're having, like, a short video to mm-hmm. be, like, concise and to kind of, like, put things into definitions and boxes that, like, don't necessarily exist. Yeah. And it's, like there's more of a conversation that's needed and then also like is it even necessary always to like have those conversations right or like why does any person like this video that he made was like in response to someone and it's like why do you ever feel the need to like call out like one individual's like identity right in that way or like tell them like how they like should or should not be able to identify right like I think it would be one thing if someone were like 
presented as white and we're saying that like they are like racialized in the same way as someone who doesn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's it's like if someone has like a bad take or whatever that's like one thing but I think this person was just like posted a video like trying to learn more about like their native background and they had like one grandparent who was like fully indigenous and, like mm-hmm. they wanted to like know about it and mm-hmm. it's like this person's like coming online in good faith and you're like you're white like yeah don't try to like and that's really fucked up I think and this may be getting into a territory that like is not my own and I'm sure somebody will tell me that to be true but like with the genocide of like indigenous people in this country, it was seen yeah. like they like the indigenous community, but specifically lands, like would <clears throat> want to embrace someone who is trying to reconnect and yeah. like propagate like indigenous ideals and ways of knowing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems. Yeah, I don't know. Because really what you're saying is, like, fuck that person's grandparent. Right. Like, they still exist, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was... It's it's just something I, like, I have zero relation to or experience with. But it was all over my For You page. So I was curious if you had seen it. And you were the one who told me about the womb lands to begin with. So I was like... That was funny, yeah. I I haven't kept up with them. I've tried not to keep up with them. They just pop up every once in a while. Um, And then I, like, got into, like, a little rabbit hole of it because I was trying to see what exactly was going on. But, yeah, I don't know. It's very different, right? Like, I am someone who is white and has only ever, like had white mm-hmm. family members like it's not it's just like not an experience that I will have as a person as an individual I guess I could always have like children who might have that experience yeah but for now that really so. goes into some listening questions wow yeah. and that was my last hot take so yeah. should we just like dive yeah. right into the listener questions and mommy's friend of the show sent um, a couple okay. listener questions. I um, want it to be less anonymous after the show for yeah. me, personally. Um, <laughs> the question was, what is Lauren's race? Is she just straight up white or spicy white? Um, <laughs> I love how race, question mark, what kind of white? <laughs> Follow up. <laughs> I guess it's like, how would you define spicy white? Are you from the, like, which part of Europe? <laughs> yeah, so my dad's of the family is, like, Irish and Portuguese. And I think the Portuguese part is more spicy. the only part of my background that is at all spicy white. Okay. Um, and I guess he, when he did his 23 Me, there was, like, a good chunk of, like, North African. So, like... Yeah, that makes sense. But that, Portuguese. Right. Yeah, so, I think that was probably all, like, together. Yeah. And then my mom is Belgian and, like, Irish-Scottish. Wow. So mostly not spicy white. Was that the only question? Um, what? I was hype about these questions when you told me about them. Or that you had questions. Yes, there are some other... The next question, like, the rest of the questions are pretty, like, tame. Okay. That was tame, I think. Asking about your race. <laughs> your race. I need it now. Well, it was, I mean, it was, are you white or spicy white, right? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of white? Yeah. Um, what, 
this is for both of us. What do we do outside of the podcast and what are our hobbies? And then mm-hmm. as a follow-up question, what are our dreams? I know. These are heavy. Are hitters. Okay. Um, I think normally, I mean, I spend a lot of time outside of the podcast. I think running is like a big mm-hmm. thing for me. Um and then I'm a big I'm a big hanger. Love to hang. Yeah. Love to hang. Love a good hang. <laughs> yeah. Um walking my dog, you know. Yeah. Working I am in school. So Are you in school? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. I like never talk about it. Um no. yeah, I'm in I'm in a PhD program, so I don't know it's I mean I'm getting like through the coursework right now before mm-hmm. I'm like kind of trying to debate like how I want to schedule my dissertation classes but mm-hmm. yeah just that takes up a lot of time yeah work takes up a lot of time um my goals or dreams, dreams. what was it yeah um I dream of honestly like this is so goofy because I think like in my professional like academic life I have like achieved a lot so I feel like my dreams often are just like so um hopeless romantic like I mm-hmm. I just dream of like a good relationship and like a family mm-hmm. I would love to have kids yeah I would love to have kids like today oh wow yeah. this is the worst timeline <laughs> I will wait 18 months no if someone honestly if someone got me pregnant today I'd be like and you don't actually have to be there. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. But at this point, like, I'm doing it. What's behind door number two? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, Yours. So outside of the podcast, I work. I am planning a wedding. I am a parent to a human and a dog. And <laughs> I'm also in a relationship. So that takes up quite a bit of time and if I have any time left over (laughs) after that I'm typically watching reality tv um I love a good Zillow me too and honestly like my real hobby is like not just personal finance but like economics Mm -hmm. like learning as much as I can about like global trends economic trends like even at as far, like, as small to the level of, like, tax on gas and, like, how that works for different cities, but, and as big as, like, you know, trade restrictions yeah. and, like, things like that. Like, those are my hobbies. I love listening uh, to podcasts about it. I'm not going to plug anybody else's podcast on them, but. I mean, you could. I'm not. They're not but, like, I, I listen to quite a, a bit of, like, literature on, like, understanding my position as, like, an economic factor in, like, this economy and understanding, yeah. like, how I can move it and how I can make it work for me. So I would say right now that's – those are my big hobbies. Um, and I think that really parlays into my dreams. My I, I dream of nev- never laboring, like, for a company <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, Like, I do a lot yeah. of, like, domestic labor and, like, interpersonal labor and emotional mm-hmm. labor. Um, and I dream of being able to shift all my focus to that. Because, yeah. like, that's where I feel most fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I do not think I could ever feel fulfilled at a job. 
Um, I would love to like go back to school and like get another degree, whether it's a law degree or a master's or whatever. I would love to be in academia again. Um, and then perhaps maybe stay there or practice who knows, but like, I don't dream of having a job ever again. Like if I fall into a job, that's fine. But like, I want to just learn the things about the world around me. Yeah. Yeah, I relate to that heavily. Yeah. I would love to, like, fall into a large sum of money. Yes. That I could just, like, purse out, like, throughout my entire life. And then... Yeah. Yeah, fully, yeah. Fully commit to school and, like, my home life. <laughs> Travel. Someone asked me what I do with $3 million, like, mm-hmm. post-tax. Like, I got the sum of $3 million. Um and I was like, that's how much it's going to take for me to retire at 65. So I would do nothing with that money mm-hmm. because I would still have to work every day until I'm 65 to make that stretch until I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Why? It's like so <laughs> insane how much money you have to save. And I'm pretty sure we're not going to have social security. So yeah. like, I'm just assuming that we won't have that little bump. And then if we do, like, that's great. But... What a time. Do we do we do what's bothering us? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. What's bothering you? I've had like a half a thought ruminate ruminating mm-hmm. in my head for like a couple of years now. And I think I <laughs> finally I've like turned it over a couple of times and I think it's like closer to a fully formed mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. Um I'm very uncomfortable with the way that Specifically, in this instance, professional football and black basketball players are treated. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like, the way that, like, college football and, like, NCAA mm-hmm. athletes are treated. But I think in this instance, like, there is, like, a conception that, like, at a certain level of compensation that, like, laborers of any mm-hmm. kind don't deserve, like, respect, protection, like, consideration. Yeah. And it's, like, adding the racial component of, like, Mm -hmm. all of these, most of these teams are owned by old white men who come from, like, generational wealth that was probably generated through slavery and now, like, not necessarily enslaving these black men, but definitely benefiting from their physical labor Mm -hmm. and intensity. Yeah. Uh, And are in some ways especially in the case of the NFL, like benefiting from the fact that they might not be educated or have the ability to like sustain that wealth. So yeah. really it is like small, like a drop in the bucket for mm-hmm. like the people at the top of the food chain yeah. in these organizations. And anytime a player says anything about like social issues or like the working conditions Mm -hmm. or anything is met with you make millions of dollars and it's like yeah I get I think that us as laborers don't understand that like they're in like a zoomed out like Mm -hmm. like um like a macrocosm of like the relationship we have to like the people that we work for yeah like if we provide you x you should not complain and like I'm of the firm belief that no amount of money like absolves like a person of having like basic labor protections yeah these like 
associations are popular because we as a society feel comfortable and entertained when black men particularly use their yeah. physicality for yeah. a purpose. Like, yeah. we have a historical and, like, almost sexual desire to see black men, like, work for us. Um, even if it's just, like, a basketball game. Like, the way that they talk, like, the player stats, like, are very reminiscent of, like, slave statistics. Like, yeah. how tall they are, where they came from, their stock. Like, the fact that when you see, like, the draft, you see their parents. Mm -hmm. Like, his mom and dad were both D1 college athletes. You know he's going to be great. Yeah. It feels like breeding. Yeah. I think there is a lot of, like, conversation around athletes that is not even, like, um, subtle. Like, when it seems like they are talking about breeding. Yeah. And, like, even the way that, like, people, like, talk about, like, athletes like getting together and like dating or whatever like I feel like that is like the discourse around it yeah it's it's gross and I like watching games and like as a person who didn't grow up socialized to watch a lot of sports like Mm -hmm. I'm new to sports in a lot of ways and I would find myself asking things like do they get PTO (laughs) like yeah you're in a like a position where you're making money totally based off of like your physical health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is their like insurance like? Well, and they're they're expected to like kill themselves yes. for the sport, and like if and if they are unwilling to do that, they're like painted as like ungrateful. Yeah, weak. Yeah, and it's like it just because you're like unwilling to like, especially with like how many studies have come out. Yeah, and it's just like if someone's saying like I'm not willing to like experience that, like then they're yeah, yeah they're viewed as if it's like slapping the hand that feeds you or whatever, and it's just right. like no, I'm just not, I'm not gonna like die for this. Yeah. Like that should not even be like a convert. Like that should just be like yeah, totally. Like why is that? Yeah. Yeah. Why does that receive any amount of pushback? I feel like the the situation I can speak most directly to is Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, like deciding to like not like play like yeah. it's like I've actually made enough money I've done the things that I want to do yeah. and like it's not worth they're diminishing returns yeah. on my health yeah. like, versus my enjoyment right? and like when my life is taken care of in this way I should not have to sacrifice my health and like yeah. at some point like Ben Roethlisberger and like even Aaron Rodgers and like all those like older men Tom Brady mm-hmm. it's like why are you doing this yeah like and those are white men so they get like yeah. less pushback and they're not pushed out of the league mm-hmm. but even like going to the NBA it's like this person is seven foot fucking tall like mm-hmm. their knees were gonna give out anyway and yeah now they're running up and down up and down a fucking court yeah and like having to break fast and all that bullshit like they're going to expire and there is nothing not saying that like they need a social safety net but there is no structure around understanding players as humans Mm -hmm. but rather players as entertainment and almost like um i don't know how to say this but like obvious once you see it through that view like okay if you don't like it works yeah, like, you're just a workhorse. Like, you only play 80 games, 100 games a year, like, straight pretty much. Like, yeah. you don't get a lot of time off. You have to practice in between. 
Um, and if you don't go out and get like endorsement deals or if you don't go out and yeah. network or try to like find your own way out of the game, then you just didn't work hard enough mm-hmm. when the people telling them that have never been in the position right. to ever, ever be to able to play. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that once we get to the understanding like of like do the exercise of showing empathy for people who it's extremely hard to show empathy for. Like, we'll be able to extrapolate that to people who yeah. obviously should be deserving of our, like, empathy and support as fellow laborers. I don't think it should be hard to show empathy towards athletes. I feel like they're, like, the one group of, like, wealthy that I've always been like, no, it's, like, different. Yeah. It's different. Like, yeah. I feel like they're, like, preyed upon. It's almost like the same way. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna exactly say like the military. So like the way that I view police and the way that I view military is very different because I feel like the poverty draft is like very much a real thing, and it's like the military is like preying on people. Yes. To, like, go into go into the military so that they can like pay for their bills and like can pay for their school and pay for their healthcare and housing and whatever. Yes. And, like, that's, like, there's no choice in that. And I feel like that that's the same way that a lot of people, like, get into athletics, right? And I, I also feel like that's something, too, like, within, like, thinking about, like, the, like, people, like, some people that are, like, paid so much, like, going into professional sports is, like, you're not necessarily thinking about, like, the many other, like, people that they're, like, needing to support because yeah. they, like, went into that and, like, are coming from backgrounds where they were preyed upon and, like, maybe yeah. did not have wealth, like, did not have access and, like, they are the first person to have that in their family mm-hmm. so they're, like, needing to give that back to their family. But, yeah, I feel like it is different than, like, the Kylie Jenner's of the world. It's, yeah. like... Totally different. You've only known wealth. You've only exploited to get there. Because, yeah. and, like, I think that is, like, the biggest difference, too, is it's, like... To be really wealthy as an athlete, you are the one who's being exploited. Yes. Like, you're, it's your body, and, mm-hmm. like, you are, the, like, the actual, like, only thing that's, like, being exploited in that scenario by, like, very wealthy, like, billionaires that, like, own these teams and, like, everybody yeah, who enjoys watching that. And then, like, yeah, with other billionaires or, like, other really wealthy people, it's, like, they're exploiting, like, potentially, like, actual, like, laborers in other countries to, like, make their shitty products to then shove down Instagram posts. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, like, the, to me, they're also, like, the front for the the billionaires that Mm -hmm. exist. Like, it reminds me of, I forget the person's name who went on Tucker Carlson's show and was, like, you're a millionaire who's a front for a billionaire who wants to um, skew the public that you're speaking to to believe that like people of color immigrants are the ones who are skewing and creating the wealth gap when really that is propaganda to like be able to shield them from tax avoidance mm-hmm. which is like the biggest cause of the wealth gap yeah. that we have. Um, and shield them from understandings of like corporate cause environmental degradation mm-hmm. and shift those back on to either conspiracy theories or individual responsibility, which yeah. like necessarily like cloaks the like evil shit that billionaires do. Mm-hmm. And like that is like the true like interaction, and I think like transaction that happens between players and owners like 
you will have a little bit so that I can maintain this wealth, this like mm-hmm. discretion, this secrecy to be able to like kill people on yachts or like yeah, whatever. Right, do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that you need to wear a suit before a fucking game, like where you're gonna like mm-hmm. smell like swamp ass thirty minutes later. Like yeah. or please don't ever say anything about your community because then that like trickles up to like city governments mm-hmm. and county governments and all that and eventually um, if people are too woke they might not like me <laughs> so yeah yeah that's like you're really supposed disgusting. to yeah it's all yeah like you entertain the masses so they never know who I truly am and yeah. how I truly live yeah I bet if we did do like a deep dive into like every NFL team owner it would just be like absolutely rancid yeah Okay, come